it's the Popcorn Boys, and we're coming in hot. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. I'm Kyle Jameson. With me is Daniel Trainer, And Daniel. Yes? Are you feeling funny? <laughs> are you feeling lovey? Ooh. Well, you are in what luck. What are you trying to say? If the answer to those things is yes, you are in luck. Because this week on the Popcorn Boys. Are you feeling lovey? Yeah. Lovey, huh? <laughs> sure. Okay. We're talking rom-coms. Now, you know the sad thing is kids this generation won't even know what a rom-com is. Do they not? Absolutely not. The only rom-coms they see are on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> the only rom-coms people this generation see, they're in their phones. Well? Always staring down. <laughs> this was not the rant I expected you to start the, the episode The only rom-coms kids see these days, it's on the Reddit sub-forums. Is, are kids on Reddit? I don't know. They're certainly on TikTok. We don't talk enough about TikTok. I know it's great. Never, like, never seen the app. The although I do want to plug something. This is not videos of dogs on TikTok. Don't have a TikTok. Thank you very much. That's what I'm plugging. But today. I will say, sometimes I will stroll into the YouTube Shorts. What? There's YouTube Shorts. No. I think it's just people who it's like TikToks, but they're uploaded to YouTube. Yeah. Just get on TikTok. I have two plugs. One, there's a girl who makes slime. Love it. Okay. Two, there's a girl who works in a Dairy Queen. <laughs> there's this girl who... It's a very popular channel. She works in a Dairy Queen in so Canada. So two shout-outs are like weird sort of... YouTube shorts channels, yeah. Like tactile making of... It's very satisfying. Uh, she works in a Dairy Queen in Canada that her parents own, and she just like uploads videos of like crazy blizzards and like cakes and stuff it's great okay it's very soothing to me although she's kind of annoying but i'm uh i'm not a fan of youtube shorts I'm oh pro- I i'm a, I'm anti-shorts in general this is a pants podcast oh my God. we'll get into that later yeah great yeah <laughs> we've been sitting on that we've been sitting on that all right so <clears throat> daniel yeah we're gonna talk about rom-coms this week I already feel no. warm and fuzzy. Why? It's, it's not entirely clear, but we're going to do it anyway. I'll tell you why in a bit. I'll, I'll actually do the explaining this time. I'm wearing the pants. Oh, I like it. Thanks. Uh, before we get there, however, last week we spent a lot of time. You look like alfalfa right now, by the way. Could, should I take a picture oh, of this? Oh, no, I see it in the reflection. Mm. Oh, this is good. This is a good look. Hold on. Yeah, you can take a picture. Great. I mean, you should... I'll upload this to the non-existent Popcorn Boys Instagram. <laughs> you should be taking pictures of me kind of throughout the podcast, I think. <laughs> Please, God, no. <laughs> oh, this is a great photo. You look absolutely insane. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Well, last week, we discussed how close the 2021 box office challenge was at the time. Yeah? I believe we said a difference of around $2 million. Something I'll never get over. Well, Uh-oh. things have changed. <laughs> uh, you already conceded defeat, so I'm not sure we need to update every. No, week. hold on. I went back on that, or no, I did. I went back on it, then I conceded again. I do remember saying I'm like Trump. 
I will never concede. <laughs> you did say that, but then I think you conceded. And I shouted, voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. Okay, well, regardless of whether you concede or not, you've lost. You don't um, know that. The current tally, <laughs> I'm at uh, 1,901,500 million, basically. Lost already. So no, one one billion nine oh one, you are at one billion eight eighty three. So we're quickly approaching uh, a ten million dollar difference here. We're at about eight and over eight actually. Eight eighty three. Eight eighty three. You're at. And you're at oh one. Oh yeah, sorry. So we're at. Uh, yes. Yeah. Eighteen. Not I 18. mean, almost failed high school math, but. Is that right? Am I looking at? Sorry, I'm looking oh, at the, God, on my phone. Yes, eight, eight, yeah, so eighteen million dollar difference. We're fast approaching twenty. Hmm. Uh, Spider Man is. Uh, I read today that Spider Man is expanding into more theaters this weekend. I thought it was going VOD this week. <laughs> it's expanding to more theaters. God, for damn. one more week because uh, two weeks from now, or a week plus from now, the Batman uh-huh. will be taking up. One would assume the majority of those theaters. Yeah, for but sure. there's basically no big releases this weekend. It's kind of a dead weekend. Hmm. Good news for me. Is it? Let's move on. Oh, I see. Oh, to the twenty. Yeah, whatever. Congrats. Whatever. Congratulations. Uh, you know what? You picked the Spider-Man. Uh, you know there are three of them. You know, if you di- honestly, if you divide the box office total in three, which I think you should do, because I didn't know there were going to be three Spider-Men. So, if you think about it that way, I'm just saying. I might still win at that point with the with the way this raid is going. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. All right. Uh, our 2022 box office. Yes. Now Challenge. we're getting into the good stuff. Now I finally get to do what I've always wanted to do. Cheer for Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> so we have drafted four movies that have come out so far in 2022. Yeah. Those movies currently sit... At one, two, three, and four mm, in the twenty twenty two box office. Top four. I, yeah, I, I mean, right. We're very good at this. I mean, there have been six movies released. <laughs> right, but Moon, although, you, but Moonfall didn't make the. <laughs> you know what's? You know what is uh, nipping at those heels? What's that? <laughs> a dog, yeah, a dog. <laughs> Did you ever consider drafting dog? It took everything in my power not to draft a dog. You know me. I, I can't see a dog and not want it. Unless it's, let's say, under 50 pounds, that's a cat. <laughs> um, so the current standings. You you have had three movies released. I've had one. Yes. Uh, you're sitting at, with Scream, Jackass Forever, and the newest edition, Uncharted. Wow. You're sitting at $184 million. Hmm, doesn't that sound nice? I think people are saying the box office is back. Box office might be back. Is the box office back? I don't know. I think it's back. I mean, the fact that Dog, starring Channing Tatum, may... (laughs) Sorry, I'm getting a spam call. Could you hold? Holding. Should I answer it? Live on the pod? Yeah. Hold on. Is your speaker loud enough? Hello? They hung up on me. <laughs> what is with all these spam calls? Hey, hey, I'm doing. Hold on, <clears throat> hold on. Hey, Kev. The callback. Apple News story. Yeah, not a good day when I'm getting multiple updates from Apple News. Um, hey, Kev. 
What do you think about this? You be getting all these uh these spam calls? What's up with that? Are you Jim Brewer? What's going on? <laughs> no. I'm car fanatic Jay Leno. Hey, Kev. That was Jay Leno? <laughs> hey, yeah, Kev. Kevin, you're, the band leader. making faces like you were Jim Brewer. I know <laughs> it's not can't a, they can't see the face. Okay, sometimes I have to do weird. <laughs> Jim Brewer is my favorite comedian. Uh, love Jim Brewer. Hey, Shout see, out. Uh, You've been getting these, uh, these spam calls? That's my love. See, it's not that easy, is it? Oh, not quite. Hey, Kev. <laughs> that is really bad, isn't it? I met Jay Leno the other day. The other day? A couple weeks ago. Where? At work. Oh, he was on? Yeah. What car did he drive? Uh, I don't know. I didn't meet him in the parking lot. The idea that you didn't do the interview from his car in the parking lot, well, pretty, pretty clear I don't work there anymore. <laughs> anyway, uh, you've got $184 million. Mm, Thank you. Uh, Jack, uh, so Scream is number one on the year. It's ah! $77 million. Uh, number two on the year is the newly released Uncharted at fifty-seven million. Absolutely already. unbelievable that that many people are rushing out to see that piece of trash. But I am so thrilled that they are. Thank you, family. Thank you, Uncharted fam. Third on the year, Jackass Forever, forty-eight million. Ow. Uh, and then I have my total is uh just over twenty-seven million with the Death on the Nile. Wow. So the uh, the difference in this year's box office is dramatically higher than last year's. Uh, that's correct. That is. You're up by about oh, I don't know 150 ish million. Wow. Great. Those. Well, it's not like I've ever had a big lead and lost it before. Well, that's the 2022 box office update. Yep. Thank you. And now, on the popcorn boys. A big moment here. A lot of time, a lot of thought went into creating a couple lists. Mm. You know, strange. Not, un, very <laughs> unlike us to come up with some lists for an episode. Yeah. Shocking. Shocking. But this week, we each came up with our top five romantic comedies of all time. And Daniel, why don't you explain why on earth we're diving into romantic comedies this week? Sure. So... Uh, you know, we are, we're a couple weeks out from Valentine's Day here, Good but start. around Valentine's Day, I sort of had this thought, right? Like, this used to sort of be a time this where you- used to be my playground. Wow, look at you. Didn't think you were going to pull that out. You like that song? Yeah. Okay. It's in a league of their own. Was it written for a league of their own? It's a good question. I don't think so. This used to be my childhood dream. Is league of your own on your top five? Rom-coms? R- rom-coms? Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Um, uh, so, uh, around that time, usually, at least in years past, it was always a big time for at least some like tentpole romantic comedy to come mm. out. Yes. And that did sort of happen. Uh, and it happened dog? In- <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen. The man between a love and his dog. The man that, between a love and his dog. The love. Well, you didn't say it. Yes, I did. No, you said it in the wrong way. The man between the love and his dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, now we're talking. <laughs> Power of the dog. Oh, no. Uh, ew, uh, sorry about that. I, yeah, You can hear when other people are taking showers in the building, which is a little unsettling, but kind of nice. Only um, showers in the building? Only showers. <laughs> 
<laughs> Only showers in the building. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it happened... It did happen this year. But in a way that is so muted and so much different from years past, certainly decades past. So, this year around Valentine's Day, we had the Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson starring Marry Me. Marry which Me. Which was a same-day Peacock theater release. It did okay in theaters, actually. I think especially being on Peacock. It's made a little bit of money. And then we also had uh, I Want You Back, this movie on Amazon. Uh, About with- the Jackson 5. <laughs> yeah. It's a romance between Joe and his sons. <laughs> um, starring Jenny Slate and Charlie Day and a host of others. I watched both of them on consecutive days. And it really quenched this need that I had for movies like that briefly marry me i thought was terrible okay um but i love jennifer lopez to me is such an enigmatic i truly like one of the few stars we have left just pops off the screen in a way that nobody else does so you're watching a terrible movie but watching a terrible movie with jennifer lopez in it somehow almost makes it worth it because you get to watch jennifer lopez bad movie i understand that bad movie I want you back. I flipped on without really giving much of a thought to. Sort of as a like, ugh, marry me kind of sucked. I'm in the mood for something like this. Let me throw this on. Was absolutely surprised by how much I loved it. Thought it was funny and smart. And Jenny Slate is an absolute goddess. What's it called again? I want you back. Right. Uh, And I loved it. And it got me thinking about this feeling that I have surrounding movies like that, and then thinking about why they don't really seem to happen anymore, and certainly not on a large scale. This isn't to say that, like, there aren't romantic comedies being released. Certainly on streaming services, I'm sure there were 15 released on Netflix today, right? And they (laughs) were all made for, like, $5, and they've all starred someone who was in, you know, The Conjuring 4, and... 50 billion people will watch it, but nobody will remember it tomorrow. I feel like Netflix had a few, like, big romantic comedy hits that they've kind of spun off into little mini franchises. Yeah, there's, like, um, there's like To All the Boys I've Loved yeah, Before. Yeah. There's The Kissing Booth. Right. These are, like, movies that people watch. And I guess it's, like, th- that's all fine and good. But for the specific purposes of this conversation, at least, I really am talking about romantic comedies in the theater. Right. And when I started thinking about it, I really got to thinking about eras past and why they don't happen nearly as frequently anymore. And the obvious, you know, the the answers are obvious. We talk about it on the podcast all the time. I mean, take away, take romantic out of the title i mean there aren't even big comedies anymore for the most part it's just how things are we've talked about this ad nauseum but it kind of made me sad about where things are because there's such a a specific thing about going to see a romantic comedy with some of your friends in this is probably i don't even mean this like facetiously like probably a little bit more of a specific thing for me than you just like going to see some like rom com in the theater yeah. is like, I love it. You know, you know exactly what you're getting and it's the best. And it just doesn't happen anymore and that makes me sad. 
And I so think- I sort of got to thinking about my favorites and then kind of analyzing um, maybe where things kind of went off the rails. I think one of the the best parts about going to see a romantic comedy in the theater. Making out with your boo. Oh, so, so great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the number one thing to me is there's almost no downside when you go to a romantic comedy. It's exactly, Sometimes it's surprisingly exactly right. great, but if you go see a terrible rom-com in the theater, you're going to have a good time. Exactly. That was kind of me watching Marry Me. I didn't turn it off. Right. Did it become background noise at a certain point? Yeah, a little bit. But did I look up and J-Lo is singing on stage in a wedding dress? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and what a better feeling than that. But yes, that's exactly right. You can go in, and I hate when people say, hey, I just want to watch something and turn my brain off. What? But in a sense, it's a different experience going to see something like a rom-com than going to see, you know, let's go see uh, The Power of the Dog, which is right. The Power of the Dog rom-com. Now, that's a discussion <laughs> we'll get into. But the other great thing about rom-coms is the ability the of a... The Dog is a rom-com. You know, a hilarious movie. I laughed a few times. Go on. Sure. Uh, the other best part about a rom-com... We love movie stars. And Kyle, I'm not sure... Kyle, this is uh, this is an excellent point. I'm not sure any other genre... This is it, really. ...really allows for a movie star to, to pop off the screen. Yeah. More so than a rom-com. I mean, obviously there are killer perfor- dramatic performances, but the way to just kind of... Ooh, the, the way in a rom-com you can just have a charismatic person just... Oozing their essence, oozing their essence all over the screen. Oh God! <laughs> what theater are you in, the Fred Willard? Hell? May he rest in peace. Who? Fred Willard. Oh, may he rest. The fact that that sucked. Let him live. Like, why is that illegal? Uh, is it still? I'm not sure. But like, the good thing is, I don't think anyone got like. Fred Willard didn't get canceled. No, not at all. (laughs) Would he now? That's a good question. How do you feel about Louis C.K. still playing those dates in the Ukraine? (laughs) I don't think that's a... Was that a real thing? I I don't think that's a real thing. I don't know. Or like, it was a real thing as of like yesterday. Okay. It was was a real thing, certainly up until the point of invasion. (laughs) Well, didn't they send out... Hold on. Didn't they send out a, a... uh, a letter that said that the shows are still on. But I think that letter was sent out yesterday. Hmm. I, I I honestly don't know. Yeah, oh, I see. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep talking. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. It's, it's a movie star's playground. It's a movie star genre. And that's why it's so fun. And that's also another reason why, I mean, I don't know, it's a chicken or the egg situation here, where it's like, does the rom-com not exist because of a lack of movie stars these days, or are there no movie stars anymore because there aren't any rom-coms? There aren't, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but like, there just aren't classic movie stars in the way that there used to be. Right. And I think that the rom- the lack of a rom-com is a major reason for that, um, because our movie stars now are superheroes, and that's 
That's fine. That's good. But it's not. It's bad. But continue. Well, it's fine. But you, but what it gets to what you're saying is like, are the biggest movie stars in the world now are all wearing costumes, right? And instead of dresses and tuxedos, <laughs> so unfortunate. Do you think Captain America would uh, hold a boombox over his head? <laughs> I don't think so, pal. Ooh, that's an idea. Should we recast classic rom-coms with, wow. with Marvel superhero actors? I mean, I was just going to say with actors in general. Yeah, but I was Addison Ray is. <laughs> <laughs> Who would Anna Lynn McCord play? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, so... We are going to get into what I can only imagine is going to be a truly obnoxious conversation about what actually <laughs> is a rom-com. But it's a good and question. I brought some ammo for that part of it. But before we dive into that, because that's going to, we're going to get in the weeds there, we're going to start this time by revealing our lists. Okay. So, top five uh, favorite romantic comedies of all time. Yeah. How should we reveal these? Uh, you want to go one by one, number I five? Go, I think we go one by one. Right. And I don't think we need to spend too much time on each. I think we get through our list and then have a a, a broader conversation about okay. the entire thing. Now Will I know, that happen? Obviously not. Now, I know these lists, I, I literally just said our top five favorite romantic comedies of all time. It's not entirely how I made my list. Great. No, Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah, no, love to hear that. What did you do? Well, there were two. There's too many great rom coms. So, right, whittling them down into such a small number seemed insane. So I kind of broke the whole it. Point. I broke it down by eras. So you pick one from each era. I have one from each era, That's sort fine. of. Except I'm missing. I have nothing from. Uh, uh, whatever. We'll get into that. All right. <clears throat> here we go. Number five. I'll start. Okay. My number five is in the extremely recent new era of rom-coms. Okay, so we're going the opposite direction. All right. What do you mean? You're starting recent and going backwards. No, no, no. I, I've, I have since ordered these. Oh. But I'm my co- five picks will span I see. eras. See, do I didn't want to... Actually, I'm kind of wondering if mine do. Like, because... By, by accident. The reason I did this was, like, if I was going to pick my five absolute favorite rom-coms... Mine sort of do. They kind of probably all be maybe in the 90s at, like... You know when when rom coms were truly at their their uh, their Mount Everest. I guess we are doing a Mount, not this again. Oh, Mount Everest. Oh, oh, yeah. you just, did you just confuse <laughs> Mount Everest and Mount Rushmore? <laughs> anyway, my number five is. Would Rushmore be on your Mount Rushmore of <laughs> romantic comedies? Do you have my pen? Yeah, you need it. Yeah, I need to write something. Ow! Ow! <laughs> well, now it fell. <laughs> Nice catch, stupid. Okay, go on. All right, my number five is 2018's Crazy Rich Asians. Wow, okay. Uh, a movie I have seen once, really enjoyed, would love to watch it again. So what um, does this era encompass? What years? Did you uh, just say not, that? Not specific years, but this is like, this is the like, we don't make rom-coms anymore era unless... We do them in a different. Like, we don't make classic rom coms anymore. Like mm, this is get into that. Well, first of all, all. Why the re- isn't this a classic one to you? 
classic style. Like, it's not the same sort of plot. And most importantly here, obviously, is classic. the people aren't all white. Okay, which, thank you. for, uh, let's say, the first mm, hundred years of rom-coms... Hmm, let me see. Everyone Do I have white? a person of color on my... No, not looking good. No, not looking good at all. Well, that's a, it's a new development of the past handful of years. Um... Anyway, okay. Crazy Rich Asians number five on my list. Okay. Great movie. Meanwhile, uh, shout out to Constance Wu and when she <laughs> complained about being on uh, Fresh Off the Fresh boat. Off the Boat. That one yeah. of the all time great Icon. angry rants that people got mad about. And I loved Icon. It. Uh, okay, so I did not do your insane thing. I just list <laughs> my five favorites. Uh, so we're gonna start at number five. Listen, if you have a list without her on it, you're an absolute buffoon. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh. Number five is Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Notting Hill, 1999's Notting Hill. Julia Roberts, Hugh Grant, it's the movie that Marry Me wanted to be. And I think what makes Notting Hill interesting, do I think that Notting Hill is a perfect movie? Not really by any stretch of the imagination. But put that on right now, I'm having the time of my goddamn life. And the reason why is the performances people think that you can just make what were your words earlier earlier lovey and funny uh, people think you can just make something lovey and funny throw anybody in there you think you i'll can, throw some, throw you some think idiots can, to the wall you can make lovey and funny you people think they can make lovey and funny let me tell you what the perform the performances in this movie by julie roberts and hugh grant are absolutely iconic Okay? Agreed. Absolutely iconic. They make the movie. They are This is what I will say. This is what I want to say about Julia Roberts. You never get the sense. At least pre I don't know. Mirror mirror. Let's just say your historical Julia performances. Never once is she phoning it in. Never once is she there and it feels like she's there for a paycheck. If she's there for a romantic comedy, she is there and she is giving it her all. And that's what makes her the greatest movie star of all time. Now. Interesting. It's about the performances. Something that I want to put a pin in real quick. And this I don't is know if the, the back end of her career has uh, held up well enough. Oh, to, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I don't think it's her fault that it's an industry that isn't made for aged women. Okay. As women get older, the opportunities fall away. That's not her fault. Is she currently, is she getting ready to star in a limited series that we'll be airing on, wait for it, Stars Network? Yeah. <laughs> is she? Oh, yes. Co-starring Sean. Oh, her big Sean, comeback. I drafted her big comeback. Co-starring Sean Penn. Called. Well, I know. Sean Penn, currently in the Ukraine. Oh, God, what a hero. Oh, God, Sean Penn. Oh, God, Sean Penn, save us. What's the name? Ticket to Paradise. What is it? And this can that be That is brief. Julia's... Uh, Julia and George. Julia and George. What is it? about celebrities where they feel the need to say something. <laughs> okay, we don't have what? time for this. But I'm uh, just saying, Notting Hill. I saw multiple notes app tweets today from celebrities. I condemn the... Vi- okay. Make another song. Like, it's not... It, it's just... It's absolutely crazy. Anyway, Notting Hill... Notting Hill to me oh boy. is, I, I think when someone says romantic comedy. This is exactly right. When you look up romantic comedy in the dictionary, 
I think and I do often. I think there's pictures of two movies on there, and one of them is Notting Hill. Is the other one on your list? No, but it could be. Huh? It like could have been. So it's not. It is not on my so list. So what is it? Well, it might be on your list. I don't want to reveal it. Oh, it probably is. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. Notting Hill. I rewatched it last year at some point. It's just. It's just. It's so cozy. Cozy. And I mean, just you know, just a girl. Oh boy. Sitting in front of a boy. Wow. Asking him to love her. <laughs> Are you not crying? I am. Are you? I could get there. Okay. Notting Hill. Notting Hill. All right. <clears throat> you know it's a real place? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a real hill? Oh, I hope not. Uh, Hugh Grant. Just... You know, I, I think another that's... guy. Lucky he was from a former era. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man, what a story! Yeah, good, good time. Okay, um, <clears throat> what's next? I think Hugh, by the way, in a way that there, there's, you know, what we should actually do that. We should make our Mount Rushmore of romantic comedy actors and actresses. Love it. I could do it off the top of my head, probably. And also, I don't... This is... I don't want this to come across the wrong way. But I think it's... It almost is a testament to, I think, how good Notting Hill is. That I don't even find Hugh Grant attractive. Ooh, interesting. I think he's... I think he's, like, a re- very charming guy. I think he's giving a great performance. Wait, but I'm not like, charming in the dictionary. This is a picture of Hugh Grant. Oh, my God. Uh, no, that I, I'm intrigued by this. Yeah. But I get why I get why she likes him, but it's okay. Well, I well, myself am not like pining after him. Right. It, very interesting. Yeah. Okay. My number four. We're going way back here. This is early, the earliest era of rom coms. Okay. Uh, is represented here. Nineteen forty, the Philadelphia Story. Okay. Um, if you haven't seen it. Go watch it. <laughs> wow. Great <laughs> advice. Uh, just uh, like one of the all-time classic old school movies. Obviously, it's from 1940. It's quite old. I, I wasn't even born. Me neither, actually. Uh, Jimmy Stewart, Catherine Hepburn, and Cary Grant. Just Murderer's like, Row. At the pinnacle of their powers. Kind of just, just love triangling it up with each other. In just the most delightful, entertaining way imaginable. One of the formative romantic comedies. I would say so. Of our time. And I would even say so, so much that it was my number three. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll do an honorable mention for my number three. Okay. So uh, what's your number four? But yeah, Philadelphia Story, perfect. Uh, my number four. Now, Kyle, I don't want you to think... I, you know, sometimes I, I need you to get out of your kind of little little pea brain, okay? Uh-oh. If you, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to yell it. I'm ready to buzz if you it. Think I'm ready that, to buzz it. If you think that rom-coms are reserved for the human race, oh boy, I have some bad news for you. 
the fourth best romantic comedy of all time. Wow. Oh, wow. Eva? Wally? Eva? Wally. Wally. Wally is a romantic comedy. Wally. Wally. Eva. 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 I didn't even think of Wally. That's a great call. Wally is it's a romantic comedy. <laughs> Wally is a great comedy. Uh, it uh, Wally is a romantic comedy. Wally is a it, it at its heart, it's a love story about two robots. It's also a love story to Earth. It's a love story to Mother Nature. There's two different love stories happening at once. Uh, Hold on, I'm looking up my definitions of of romantic comedy that I came up with earlier today. I mean, really, the only thing that would hamper debating Wally, whether I'm going to buzz it or not. But Wally is more rom than calm. Yeah. And it's plenty calm. It's a little bit in the adventure mold. Okay. Dips dips toes in the I'll, I'll, I'm going to allow it. Thank you. Appreciate that. Wally, the fourth Wally. best rom-com of all time. Uh my number 3. The This is let's see. The second most recent era. This okay. movie somehow came out 15 years ago. Oh, boy. That's 2007's Knocked Up. Wow. This... Now, do I have a gripe with this? I might. Why is that? Oh, hold on. This... <clears throat> this is a movie where Katherine Heigl seemed... From Hepburn to Heigl. Destined... Wow. To be on this kind of Mount Rushmore of romantic <laughs> comedies. She had a l- little run here. She sure did. Before things uh, went south. Before this... she pissed off Everyone? every single person <laughs> she worked with. Yeah. Uh, this movie is extremely rewatchable. It was a different style of romantic comedy in that it kind of still has the bones of a rom-com, but it has the say flesh of a frat guy of of the kind of Judd Apatow yeah obviously he directed it um but that the comedy stylings of of that wave of post 2000 yes hit comedy and it's yeah this like Apatow era is interesting because when we're talking sort of traditional rom-coms I don't know that like the Apatow stuff is is would be in the definition if you look up rom-com you know you're apparently what you do all the time yes, yes i don't yes. know that like a knocked up would be there because from like and i'm not saying it's not but it's a little it's a little sideways from what i would typically be looking for from a from a rom-com true it's calm more than rom it is a little more calm than rom but Knocked Up, I, I haven't seen Knocked Up in a very long time, actually. But Knocked Up, I think I've said on this podcast, when I worked in a movie theater one summer, came out that summer, I watched it 500 times. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it's one of those movies that you can just watch. I just went and in and again. ate. I went in on my lunch break every, I mean, every day it was playing yeah. during that summer when I was there, I went in and just watched a different part of it. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, and it's one that, like, because I watched it so many times over, you know, the first five years after it came out, it became one of those that, like, just some of the lines from it became ingrained in just things that I say, you know? And Sure. And it has – well, this will come up a little later when we talk about the kind of um, definitions of rom-com. But 
the like the second couple who's kind of you know they're they're together in this case it's Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann but mm-hmm. like that are that are friends with the kind of primary couple of the movie that this might be the best example of of the second couple kind of stealing the show yeah, uh, in, yeah, yeah. in the movie God, I I bet if we put that on, I would be able to quote so much oh, of it totally. still. Just having watched, I mean, I haven't seen it in probably fifteen years. It's been a, it's been at least a few years since I've seen it, but I would I would fall right back in. Yeah, like riding a bike. Is that a line from the movie? I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. Okay, great. Uh, all right. So famously, you stole my number three, oh, the Philadelphia yeah. story. Um. So I'm going to give an honorable mention here to uh, a movie that I considered putting on my list. It was, I guess it was technically my number six. Um, if you steal my number two, I'm going to be so mad. No. Uh, so my, my honorable mention that I'll, I'll just mention here briefly is The Big Sick. Oh. Uh, a movie that I greatly enjoyed. Um, I didn't write down information. I, what? So Big Sick was what, 20... What year is it now? Seventeen so came out in sixteen. Sixteen. Let me see. I'm looking it up. Keep talking. Seventeen came out in seventeen. Oh, so I was right again. I mean, love to be right. Uh, big sick is great. Are you a big sick person? Uh, I saw it, enjoyed it. I only saw it once, but I thought it was good. I I, I wouldn't say I'm uh in love with it the way um it seems like you are if it was in yeah. consideration for your list. But well, it, was, just- it was definitely in that wave. Of the kind of, uh, it, you know, I I rep I use Crazy Rich Asians to represent this this era, but it's it's on that kind of list with sure, with that. What what are the other recent ones that have kind of added diversity or or tweaked things a little bit? There's Kyle, always you, be my maybe, but streaming. Yeah. Or yeah. Okay. You're saying. Well, but the, but yeah. I mean, yes. You're right. But uh, Big Sick... Big Sick was a streamer, was it not? No. Gotcha. Kyle, there were no streamers back then. Um, 17? No. I mean, I saw it in theaters. I don't know if it went... Maybe it went somewhere. Uh, I think I didn't see it until it ended up on... Uh, Big Sick, uh, real life story. Amazon Studios? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was a thing like that. But it made 56 million. Um... Big sick. Crazy Rich Asians, by the way, made 174 million domestically. Talk. Some point, let me talk. 174 million domestically. Um. Yeah, we might be talking about that later. Uh. Big sick. Just briefly, real life story of uh, Kumail Nanjiani, who has gone on to star in uh, Eternals. It's a fucking major movie star now. Uh, and his wife Emily V. Gordon, they co-wrote it about her real life. Uh, battle with uh, illness. Holly Hunter and Ray Romano really kind of make the movie. Yeah, uh, it's great. It's totally delightful and lovely and uh, great movie. Love it. Uh, all right, so that was your backup my number honorable three. Mention, your yeah. honorable mention to take place because your number three was the Philadelphia Story, which means we're up to my number two. <coughs> uh, this movie uh, represents the second era for me in my. As okay. I broke down the history of romantic comedies into four eras. I'm, I'm very concerned that we have the same number two. Uh-oh. And if we do, that's fine. We'll just talk about it together. My number two is where we are sitting right now. The Apartment. 
Oh. <laughs> Nine choice. Good choice. Good choice. Sixties. The apartment. Billy Wilder directed. Do you know? Real. Yeah. Us. I considered putting the apartment on my list, but I, I just I haven't seen it in a bit, and yeah. I felt unprepared to talk about it. It was certainly on my. It's my, so good. I saw it not just a couple of years ago for the like second or third time, mm-hmm. and it's great. Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine. Uh, another just classic of the genre. No, I want to watch this right now. Just hearing, just talking. About For those it. unfamiliar with the uh, the plot of the apartment, basically, what does he work in insurance or something like that? Yeah. So don't they all? Um, Jack Lemon is an insurance agent, in just like a you know a huge corporate uh, office in New York City, and he starts renting out his or not renting out. He starts allowing some of his bosses to go have affairs in his apartment and things get interesting sh- from there oh do they ever well he falls in love with the elevator operator played by Shirley MacLaine I mean just to, I mean Shirley MacLaine Jack Lemmon I mean <coughs> you know come on how can you go wrong come on come on alright you're number two my number two and uh all I can crinkling s- his papers I'm sorry. I'm a paper two. and pen guy. Um, what is your number one? I'm a little concerned. I don't think it'll be this. Uh, believe me, we don't have this. You don't have my number one on your list. No, great. Here we go. It'll be some absolute stupid bullshit. <laughs> my uh, my number two. All all I can say is she's back. Who? Number two is my best friend's wedding. Oh, my goodness. My best friend's wedding is, I think, an absolutely perfect romantic comedy. And the reason for that, it is two words. And those two words are Julia and Roberts. This is a star performance. This is a movie star performance. This is absolutely iconic perfect nobody else could have done it behavior she is transcendent in this movie you have never seen anybody leap off a screen like julia roberts does in my best friend's wedding didn't you just say this about her in notting hill no even more here okay she goes for broke here and i think what happens in this movie it exists in these very stereotypical kind of romantic comedy tropes. We're hitting some of these same notes, but it manages to feel and still feel very unique and different and has like an energy and a personality all its own. It is so good. It is so funny. It is perfect. I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. Who is the guy? Dermot Mulroney. Oh, right. Uh, we also have a, uh, a fantastic Cameron Diaz. Yes. Who was just like the stuck-up new wife of Dermot. And then also, dare I say, for the, so this came out in 1997. A fairly progressive movie for the time where we have Rupert Everett playing Julia's gay best friend. Mm. Who, you know, it's not played for a joke. Right. You know, it's not played for comedy. He's just her gay best friend who's comforting her at her, like, the love of her life's wedding. You know, like he's there for her. I know those relationships. You know, I know what those friendships are like. It feels so unique. 
Also, like in 97, to have a gay man playing a gay man in a major romantic comedy, pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, it's just great. It's just – it's so – it's perfect. Now, I feel like – They go to a White Sox game. They do? Oh, yeah. They're in a suite at a White Sox game. It takes place in Chicago? It does. Hmm. Um, isn't – now, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but I feel like there's been a little bit of discussion about this movie in recent years mm. about, like... Missed that. How... I guess how fucked up what Julia does, Julia's character does Absolutely in this movie. not. Absolutely not. Stand by every step of the way. <laughs> Absolutely not. Every step of the way. Okay. Every step of the way. What would you... She's a bad person. No! If you saw... No. No. And Cameron Diaz is just this little, oh, I wanted to sell. I messed up. I wanted to sing. And you just hold up and kiss and level. <laughs> the start to this movie? Are you kidding me? Don't remember it. How does it start? I'm doing it right now. Okay. It's just great. Just watch it. Watch it again. Uh, will, my best friend's it. wedding. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. The epitome of what a romantic comedy should be. In a stereotypical way, but in the best stereotypical way. Honest question. Yes, sir. How much of a comedy is this? Um, it's, a, it's Is it more Rami than Kami? It feels a little more Rami than Kami to me. Are we seeing Kami too much? <laughs> <laughs> Bad day for that. Yeah. Um... It's funny. No, it's it's no, it's it's the perfect okay. blend. That's what makes it work. Okay, okay, all right. God, I want to watch this right now. This is what this podcast does. I talk about movies that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm an expert in. I haven't seen in five years. I <laughs> want it. I'm like, I want to watch it right now. Is uh, is it streaming anywhere? Uh, look that up. Actually, it's, it used to be, or maybe I maybe I rented it when I watched it. It was somewhere. Here's a question. It's God. It's so good. One more question. Yes. While I look up whether it's streaming. My best. Uh, you said it's it's Dermot, right? Dermot Mulroney. Yes, it's yes. Would this be? Would this movie have been better <laughs> with someone else in that role? Like who? Could you be thinking of anybody in particular? What do you mean? Wait, you're not making a joke about? Oh, about Dylan McDermott? Yeah. Oh no, no. I, I was oh. genuinely genuinely asking. Oh no, he's great. Whether he. Oh, but I find him very attractive. Okay, that, that, that was just oh, a so genuine you're, question you're, of okay, like you're, you're getting to your your hypothesis here about my the men in these movies. You have a hypothesis about? Them? No, I thought you did about the Hugh Grant thing, and now you're asking about Dermot. Oh no, I was I hadn't thought of that oh. until you mentioned the Hugh Grant Hugh Grant thing. So I'm I was genuinely curious. No, Dermot's perfect. If he's okay, he's great. Okay, that's what that's what I was wondering. He's not the, he's not supposed to be the star of the show, but you get why she loves him. Gotcha. Yeah. But if this was like, I mean, obviously, the, the, the if this is George Clooney, is this a better movie? No. Worse. Interesting. It can't be Clooney. Why? Because he's not, he just can't be Clooney. Because Clooney would go with Julia. Clooney would get it. Gotcha. He has to be this like. All right. This is one of the rare spoiler alert. That ends with them not getting together. Is that correct? Yeah, like he can't be. 
he has to be this great guy that you get why they were a thing once and you get why they will like always have a thing for each other but understand that like he can't handle her i see okay all right speaking of i'm just kidding it's not speaking of okay but here we are my number one now i can only choose one from the 90s and it could have been well those weren't the parameters of the uh, exercise could have been quite a few from the 90s here that i loved uh, but the other ones that were in contention, I ultimately deemed not romantic comedies. But we'll get into that later. Uh, my number one is Jerry Maguire. Oh, God. So when it comes... Who could... Uh, the fact that I didn't see this coming from a mile away. When what it an comes, absolute fool I am. When it comes to romantic comedies, this movie completes me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the all-time great movies... Um, Rom off the charts. Calm, surprisingly high. You might say this is more Rom than calm, but... My hands are signs of football. Oh, just calm flying everywhere. <laughs> Show me. Is this the only... Oscar-winning rom-com we've mentioned yet? That can't be right. Philadelphia Story is... I think The Apartment oh, the won apartment. Best Picture, no? Oh, I forgot that The Apartment was on your list. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Cameron Crowe, Jeremy Maguire, obviously Tom Cruise in the leading role uh, as the titular. The titular Jerry. Jerry Maguire. Uh, just an incredible movie, incredible performance. Um, Renee Zellweger is incredible as well. The only part of this movie I enjoyed. We have the, we have the um, great side friends movie with of course i mean this movie is almost a sports movie or it is a sports movie as well i think it's more romantic comedy but uh yeah. cuba gooding jr and regina king as the friend couple yeah uh just just kill it we've got uh, there's a lot going on in this movie there's a lot going on it's not strictly a romantic comedy only the way you know the way my best friend's wedding is. Yeah. This this one is diving into all sorts of just kind of chaotic sure. things happening. But at its core, it is, in fact, a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you can't, you just can't beat my boy TC oh, as the leading man. What are the, I, you know. Oh, boy. Here we go. Now, is this the best leading man romantic comedy performance God, shut up it's certainly on the short list yeah Tom Cruise is always on the short list <laughs> that's my number one Jerry Maguire no, I mean, flawless I'm not gonna we don't need to belabor the point but like there's never been at least a, a less sexy person than Tom Cruise false he obviously absolutely no charisma I don't believe he's ever had sex he's no no this is where you're wrong I mean I I no. Sorry. <laughs> they have sexual chemistry in the movie. I don't believe that. Their sex scene. That, that's how good Renee Zellweger is as an actress. Okay, it's all Renee doing the heavy lifting here. She is very sexy in the movie. Well, that's this not exactly what I mean. I'm, but yes, but like she has to carry the chemistry for both of them. That's how good she is. False. That's how good she is. Yeah, because Tom Cruise earlier in the movie has also has chemistry with. Kelly Preston, I want to say. 
Ooh, may she rest in peace. It's not weird that she's dead. She's dead? Yeah, she died. When? Like, years ago. Really? You didn't know that? I'm sure I did. I just forgot it. Yeah, so sad. Hmm, well. 2020. So my number one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I forgot Uh, forgot about that. That was last year. Two years ago. It's 22. Jesus. It's 20 who? It's 22. Horton hears a who? Um... All right. My number one, when I knew that we were doing this episode. How old do you think Jonathan Lipnicki is? Well, you know he's hot now. Um, he was hot in the movie. Oh, <laughs> cutting that. Uh, he, okay, so Jerry Maguire. Yeah, yeah, just take a wild guess. Stop trying to do the math. Uh, 35. 31. Oh, okay. When we were when we made the decision to do this episode and I knew I had to list my top five rom coms. Yes. It was a discussion of what's gonna be five to two. Number one, knew it. Didn't even have to discuss debate. You have no idea what it is, do you? I'm thinking, hold on, don't reveal. You, you it's not going to come top of mind. But when I say it, you you will not be surprised. Alright, go ahead. Uh, the best romantic comedy of all time is, of course, Broadcast News. Okay. It is pure heaven on earth. I I mean, Broadcast News would probably make my top ten movies of all time. Okay. I think it is pitch perfect. It hits every single right note. It is completely up my alley. It is... Perfect. It's perfect. Holly Hunter, Albert Brooks are the best. William Hurt is great. Jack Nicholson, great. Joan Cusack in Broadcast News, my God. (laughs) It is a perfect – to me, it is an absolutely perfect movie. I saw this for the first time ever uh, just like a year or two ago. I love it so much. This is the clip when – when you did arrive here uh, this evening, I did say I was watching it and crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. It's a. It's like it's a movie about live TV news starring a powerful woman. It's but and her kind of like clumsy best friend who's in love with her, but she can't reciprocate, and it's just. It's so the the script is, it's just like, it's heaven. the The whole thing is perfect. What love it so much? What level of calm are we talking here? I mean, so this does get into the discussion. I guess we're about to have about what makes a rom com. I do think this fits, okay. um, and I do think there's enough rom and enough calm. But it's also there's just like drama. <laughs> you know, there's drama here. It's a rom com drama. Well, my question is: is is it, is it a drama rom? A drama rom? A oh, drama no. rom com? No, no. It's Albert Brooks. Albert True. Brooks True. is so funny in this movie. Jack Nichols, like it's no. There's enough calm to justify the calm. I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's great. All right, it's great. All right, well, let's the best romantic comedy of all time. 
Oh, uh, by the way, when, when um, to go back, I don't know, half hour ago, the, I think the other, along with Notting Hill, the other picture of a romantic com. Oh, yeah. Rom-com in the dictionary. When, when you look up rom-com in the dictionary, and they, they show pictures of two oh, sure. movies. It's Notting Hill and When Harry Met Sally. Agree. Yeah. Okay. Agree. We're just yeah. making sure we, we're on Agree. the same page there. Uh, no, Didn't make either of our lists. Me, no Meg Ryan at all on our list. Yeah, you know, Meg is a girly. <laughs> Meg is a girly? Meg is a girly that I I do love and I respect. But <laughs> Hear that, folks? He respects Meg Ryan. She's just not She's just never gotten to that that Julia Echelon for me. And like I would even put like Sandy B above Maggie R. That's fair. Um, and I hate to compare and contrast women. That's not. Well, that's the whole point of it's a not what I'm pod. That's not what I'm trying to do at all here. Not what I'm trying to do at all. But yeah, you know. But I mean, her. She's got the resume to be on the Mount Rushmore of rom com actresses. Oh, she's up there. I mean, rom com actresses. Let's just do it. Julia, Sandy, Maggie. Mm hmm. I mean, you know, I mentioned... We're kind of going recent here. We're not going to go back to... Like, Why? I mentioned Holly Hunter twice this episode. What was the first time? She's in The Big Sick. Oh, But right, she's right. not yeah, funny. Yeah. She's not Rom or Com in that movie. <laughs> um, I mean, it's got to be... I guess who's the fourth spot here? Okay, I hate to ask this again. So there's four? Yes. Okay. God damn it. How, how am I supposed to know? I mean, I, all, my only point was like... It's probably like Audrey Hepburn if we're gonna, yeah, or Catherine Hepburn, right? But let's let's How, keep it. When did you read? Okay, this is an honest question. When did you know that they weren't related? Oh, I was, didn't know that until I knew they weren't <laughs> very late in life. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, you, when you look at them, they they don't look like they're related in in the slightest. Shh. Sure, yeah, I guess that's true. But, like, I, assume, I, I kind of assumed... Maybe aunt. Yeah, that was my assumption for aunt. a long time. Why don't I say aunt? I've never said aunt in my life. A little, the, an aunt-niece relationship? Aunt yeah. is the proper way to say it. That's why you said aunt. it. Aunt. No. Okay. We've, we've talked about this. Okay, so here we go. We're at carousel. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this part of this conversation. Yeah. What is a rom-com, and how does one define it? Now, we're going to start... This is your TED Talk? We're going to start with the United States Supreme Court case in 1964. I'm sorry, what? Jacob Ellis versus V. Ohio. Now, famously... Can, I'm going to need you to rewind a bit. What? Don't worry, I'm getting there. No, Jacob Ellis v. Ohio? That's the name of the case. Versus the state of Ohio? Yeah. Okay, I'm just make, I, making sure for the listener. So, famously... Famously. Just uh, Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart described his test for obscenity. 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 Aunt. Aunt. Uh, when talking about hardcore pornography. Okay. Here's the quote. Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Here's the quote. Blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> 
I shall not today attempt further to define the kinds of material I understand to be embraced within that shorthand description of hardcore pornography. And perhaps I could never succeed in intelligibly doing so. But I know it when I see it. <laughs> Ooh. This is and the motion picture involved in this case is not that. Okay. But that phrase, I know it when I see it, is a very famous uh, instance, even here within the law, of of a way to describe something. Now, I'm uh, transitioning this out of the realm of hardcore pornography, know it when you see it. Why? To rom comedy <laughs> I know it when I see it so that's the, that's where we start wow <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was great but uh didn't I had no idea where that was going at all <laughs> oh good so that's where it starts because to specifically define whether something is a rom-com or not is very hard to do I think the ultimate thing has to be that gut check you know when you see it. Yes. Is this a rom-com or is it more of something else? For sure. That being said, uh, I think there are a couple pretty specific rules that that uh, need to be established. Okay. Really, the main one is the following. The primary driving force of the movie has to be a romantic relationship. Agree. Now... Do all mind do that? Seems obvious, but we were looking up lists of the greatest rom-coms of all time. Ooh, looking up a list to make a list. Ooh, my blood's blood. In fact, you sent me uh, IndieWire came out with their list of, what, the top 75 rom-coms of all time? Uh, something like that, yeah. And, you know, I think some of them are stretches. Oh, absolutely they are. I mean, I looked at multiple lists of, like, best rom-coms just to be like, am I forgetting anything? What's on here? There are some, I mean, and I get that you, to make a list of something, to make a list of 50 or 75, whatever it is, you're, I don't know, you're going to have to fill some stuff up. But, like, I saw a list today on some site that had the second best romantic comedy of all time being The Princess Bride. A perfect example. That's not a romantic comedy. It's funny, and there's romance. Yes. But I know it when I see it, it's much like it. pornography. <laughs> not a rom-com. Not it's at all. It's an adventure movie. It's yes. a fantasy thing. Yes. It has romance. It's, it's hilarious. It's great. I don't think it's a romantic comedy. Another one that pops up on some lists that I object to, Clueless. This, this was the next example I was about to bring up. That's not a romantic comedy. It is funny. Very funny. It has romance. Yeah. It has relationships. Sure. But I agree with you in that if we're using my first rule here, the primary driving force of the movie is not a single romantic rela- relationship. No, nope. I agree. It is it's to me it's more about friendship. Yeah. It's more about high school. It's a friend com. It's a friend com. That and and yes, are all of our characters trying to fall in love? That's high school, baby. <laughs> Was for me. I know Here's another you. one that pops up quite a bit. This one, I think we're getting closer. Okay. But I want, I think we need to make a ruling on. Okay. 
Is Groundhog Day no a rom com? Between who, him and the Groundhog? <laughs> Have you? I mean, the whole he uses the whole gimmick to like get Andy McDowell to fall in love with him. It's cl- it's closer for sure. This one is right on the edge to me. Yeah, because his whole his whole thing it like kind of becomes a rom com in in over the second half of the movie when he you know kind of falls in love with her but i think the primary driving force of this movie is the gimmick and how much it's messing him up yeah yeah i could be wrong i could be talked out of that it's that one. i do agree that it's closest of the three we've just mentioned but it's just it's not it's not quite enough for me it's almost now a lot of rom-coms have some sort of gimmick tied of in. Of course, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Others. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was you've got mail speaking of Maggie R. Was that a gimmick? I forget. What an insane thing that they made a movie. I mean, we should make one now called You've got a Slack notification. <laughs> Should I do that? I'm going to write that, actually. That's actually a genius idea. Is Pretty Woman a rom-com? Yes. It's not just a rom? Is it enough of a com? I think I think that's a rom-com. Okay. It's not It's not in the dictionary. Certainly like, not. But I, 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 can, I, can, I can label Pretty Woman a rom-com. I get why you would have a question about it, but I, I, think, it's, I think it's close enough. I think uh, Pretty Woman to me fits in the same category as Jerry Maguire. Well, my number one was my number one pick not actually a rom com. <laughs> well, hmm. I may need to redo my list. Stand by. No, I think Jerry Maguire works. Okay, good. I, I mean, it shouldn't be on your list, but I think <laughs> it works for the purposes of the list. Yeah. You've got mail. Um, You've got mail. You're saying the gimmick and you've got mail? Yeah, is there one? I don't remember. You don't remember that movie? No. They email. But is that but how? Do Welcome. They... You've got mail. What an insane time to be alive. Oh my god. Just uh, crazy. Now I it's guess, on, now it's all on your phone. I guess what's your question? <laughs> but I don't remember. Is there? How do they fall in love? It's not a gimmick, I guess. But like, well, they fall in love kind of via email, and they're like kind of enemies in real life because he owns like a big. He basically he owns a Barnes and Noble type chain that knocks her independent bookstore out of business. Wow, progressive. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, what he didn't see coming was that. Amazon was going to knock him <laughs> Ooh, out. You've got mail too. Oh, and Meg Ryan is married to Jeff. Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Yes, <laughs> let's go. This is fun. I like this. Oh. God, making movies is so easy. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would get greenlit. How do we get a meeting? No, I'm serious. Am- we should go. Just let's go walk into Sony tomorrow and be like, we should probably pitch it to Amazon. Oh yeah, yeah. They would go ape shit for this. But it's Tom's on an Apple TV thing isn't he you can jump from oh we're bringing back tom and and meg oh absolutely oh tom married to jeff bezos oh he's trying to break up her and jeff bezos 
Yes. Tom is still at Barnes & Noble. Okay. At the Grove. It's not called Barnes & Noble, by the way. Whatever. Books and Nooks. He's at Books and Nooks at the Grove. Which, by the way, we're going to see Batman at the Grove, and we're going to Cheesecake Factory before. What on earth? Um, I have a gift card. Um, so Tom Hanks works at Books and Nooks at the Grove. And all of a sudden, he's, oh, you know, the business is... You know, he's trying. He's trying. He's People trying. just come in. They sit on the chair. They it, sit in the comfy chairs. Exactly. They don't buy. Right. They just it's read. Exactly right. You're going to buy something? going to buy something? You know, no one's buying anything. And then he gets an email. Fox Books. <clears throat> huh? Fox Books. Okay. Well, he works at Books and Nooks now. It's Books and Nooks at the Grove. So he's there. He has to dodge the trolley every day. He's getting sick of his life. <laughs> trolley. He's getting sick of his life. Uh, so he's at Books and Nooks. And hold on, can I explain? One to you day how... he doesn't get an email; he gets a push notification <laughs> that it says what? Amazon wants to buy books and nooks to turn it into oh. an Amazon bookstore. Here we go. And she has no idea because you know how these things work. Jeff Bezos' wife is sending the emails. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> no, she's his assistant. What? Maggie Rye is Jeff Bezos' assistant. But they have a thing. They have a fling. <laughs> they have what? a fling. But she's his assistant, so she's to send this email. She's down on her luck. I mean, to think about a six-year-old woman sending the email, so tragic. Well, you should, if, you, if you're older than 40, you shouldn't be sending email. Well, hold on. If you're you – know, I think only old people use email anymore. Well, she, email's she, over. The, the, the kids, they're not sending emails. I guess that's right. So it works out for these purposes. So Meggie has just an email to Tom, and it's like, Hi, I'm Meggie from Amazon Books. We, uh, we'll, we'll buy your store for $5 million. We'll buy Books and Nooks for $5 million. And they get into this thing, and you know, Tom responds like, Oh, this place is my baby. Like, no amount of money could run me out of here. Like, you know, fuck you and your corporation. And then Maggie responds, and it's like... This is the exact plot of the, the original movie, by the way. That's the point. It's right, a sequel. He... Books and Nooks is not like a... Like, it's just a stupid chain. Nobody cares. Like, any amount of money would run him out of Books and Nooks. No. Not if you care about books. As much as, you, as much as he does. He doesn't. He cares about money. He does now. He's Joe Fox. He does now. They like ran, people, Fox people books a chain grow. of... of I don't, hold on. Can I... T can I um, <clears throat> let me explain this real quick. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. So Here he goes again. Let me explain this real quick. Blah, <laughs> blah, blah. So Meg Ryan uses the screen name Shop Girl. No, oh, that's a book and a movie. So uh, da -da, Joe Fox, she, they first met in an over 30s chat room. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they meet. In an over 30s, and they start emailing. So there's no mistaken identity happening. No, there is. Eventually, oh. so when they finally go, so neither of them know who they are at first. And then when they finally set up to meet in person. Meg is at the restaurant. They, they, they've met in person at the store because they're kind of enemies about... Ah, yes, And yes. so they're kind of talking vaguely about their problem, blah, blah, blah. 
And then when Tom goes for their first date, he looks and he sees that it's Meg. And he's like, shit. And he bails. He, like, stands her up. Or actually, you know, he goes in there and, like, pretends that he's not the one who's supposed to be on the date and, like, tries to sit down with her. And she's like, will you get out of here? I have, like, a date. And then they kind of develop a a real-life friendship from there. And then it eventually is revealed that – Oh, that's fun. Yeah. It's a good movie. So she sends the email about buying books and looks for $5 million. He says, no, you know, people need to read books. You know, I'm not giving it up to you. Like, whatever. Now, why does Amazon want this? Um, Great location. Amazon, they want to turn it into an Amazon books. But why is Amazon trying to go brick and mortar in real life now? I'm oh, I, don't ask me. I've been to the like, Amazon books at uh, the Century City Mall. Yeah? Yeah. Dude, I shouldn't say that. Amazon. I mean, I know it was uh, an independent bookstore run by an old lady. Uh, so eventually, of course, they don't know that it's each other. And then she, he's like, no, no, no. And she comes. She's like, you know what, sir? We want this store so badly. I'm going to come and I'm going to I'm gonna give my pitch. She walks in after all these years. Oh, wow. Slow motion. You know those heavy doors at the books and nooks at the grove? She opens those. She almost gets hit by the trolley. She, it's Christmas. Oh my god! And and also happening at the Grove, Tom Hanks's friend Dave Chappelle is playing. He's performing stand up at the Grove. What? Dave Chappelle is in You've Got Mail. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he's like Tom Hanks's buddy. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. So Dave Chappelle is out there talking shit about trans people, <laughs> and Meg Ryan's like, "Hmm, second thoughts." Uh. But then she goes in, she sees that it's him, and they say, and Tom's first line to her is, Welcome. You've got mail. <laughs> and then, and then, two. Meg- that's that, that's, oh, that's right. <laughs> then Maggie goes, <laughs> ASL. And they laugh and laugh and laugh. What's the name of the movie? You've got mail, too. You've got more mail? <laughs> You've got more mails. Clean up your spam folder. <laughs> Did you check the spam folder? Um, You've got a push notification? Is yeah. that where you're going? So listen, yeah. That actually sounds like a genius movie. Uh, all right, so other... What were we talking about? I don't remember. So the primary force of the movie has to be oh, one yeah. romantic relationship. And... And male has to be involved. And what? Male. Oh, yes. And you have to get it. Now, the comedy... The comedy. Also has to be based around the romantic relationship as well. Sure. I made that one up. Um, And then, to be a true romantic textbook rom-com, there has to be these friends that you talk about the potential relationship with. Fair enough, yeah. I think these all check out. But most importantly, it's the pornography definition. <laughs> Agree. It's the eye test. You know, it's like... I do think there are various things that can can be that can be a rom-com, but when you feel it, you know it. There are some classic rom-coms that I've never seen that when looking through some of these lists, I was like, oh. I know. Like, in particular, some of the, some of the Audrey Hepburns I've, I've never gotten around to. Like what? 
like Sabrina or Roman Holiday. Yeah, Roman Holiday watched fairly recently. I rewatched How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days recently. Can I tell you something? Never seen it. Really? Never seen the film. This um, <clears throat> this actually plays into what I was saying earlier about how even a quote unquote bad romantic comedy you still have fun with. Sure. Because I, I've actually I had an maybe maybe not an epiphany, but so hmm. ooh epiphany. It's a good title for a rom com. Ooh. Epiphany. Tiffany's Epiphany? Tiffany's Epiphany. Or Epiphany at Tiffany's? <laughs> wow! <laughs> See, it's so easy. It really is. God. Epiphany oh, at Tiffany's? You know, make that... Epiphany at Tiffany's was watched by 7,000 billion people on Netflix in its first four hours. That's true. Starring... Ashley Tisdale and Mario Lopez. <laughs> oh, no. Huge. Um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. You've never seen it. Never seen it. I think I've seen portions of it. Where does... Where does Low. Kate, is Kate Hudson no. crack the... Uh, no. You're not a Kate person? <sighs> anyway, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was is like the... Indifferent. The definition of a movie that I hated when I saw it originally. I saw it in theaters mm-hmm. with a group of friends. And at the time... Were you all on dates? No, it was just a big group of friends. Okay. Were we on We might have been on dates. I don't know how that works. I don't know. There was a handful of us. I don't know the last time I've been to a movie with more than one person. And I hope to never again. <laughs> so... I haven't been to a movie in so long. Oh, me neither. I'm going this weekend. I have to go see something. Me too. Okay. Right. Good. Glad we figured that out. Yeah. I'm not with you, but to be clear. We'll see Dog at the same time, but I would honestly, separately. I'm not kidding. I would go see Dog. I would go see Dog. I would rather go see a dog than go see the movie Ooh, Dog. Ooh, good point. Go to Dog Park. <laughs> yeah, that's an idea. Bring some popcorn to the Dog Park. Has there ever been a romantic comedy? A movie comedy, called Dog Park? A romantic comedy that focuses on a dog park or or they meet at a dog park now are the dogs meeting or the people meeting? both <gasps> is 101 dalmatians a romantic comedy as <laughs> that would have made my list for sure we've truly come up with like four or five killer ideas for romantic comedy epiphany at tiffany's dog park <laughs> push notification <laughs> you've got to push you've got to push you've got to push notification You've got more mail. <laughs> the fact that you've got more mail hasn't happened is... What are we doing? I mean, Tom's busy making Finch or whatever. Playing Elvis's what, manager? Manager, yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, How to Lose Sorry. a Guy in 10 Days. Let me yes. finish my story. Yes. No, I can't wait to hear how it went for you and the crew. Hated it. At least I did. Okay, yeah. You can't speak for the crew. Tommy. <laughs> what? Your crew, Tommy. Oh, <laughs> no! So uh, I, I be. generally I think the girls enjoyed it, and the guys were like, "This is the worst Classic movie I've ever seen." Girls, oh but saw it again almost twenty years later. Enjoyable flick. Hmm, interesting. So what's the deal? She works for Matt now. I feel like I have seen it because I'm like, okay, she, she right, here's works the for a magazine. <laughs> here's the gimmick. I think I have seen it actually. She works for a magazine, 
and she wants to write about politics, but for women can't do that. Yeah, she, but she yeah. works at like um <laughs> glamour. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> Not Teen Vogue. That'd be on the cover. Anyway, so basically, her editor, she, they're pitching story ideas, and she wants, she always wants to do serious stuff, and she falls into like. You'll, I'll write a breakup uh, article. Meanwhile, mm. Matthew McConaughey works in, mm, let's say, sales. And he's trying to land an account, and he makes a bet with his boss and coworkers that, like, he can get anyone to fall in love with him in 10 days. And if he does it successfully, he gets to pitch to this jewelry account. And so simultaneously, hey. they come up with each other as the thing. You know, she is her. She wants um, him to fall in love with her briefly, and then she's gonna ditch him, or she's gonna have him. She's gonna turn him off so much. So that he two up absolutely him. deranged people. Yes, great. But they're hot, which is important. One of them is hot. Which one? Kate. Oh, Matthew McConaughey's on. Please don't even get me started oh. on that nonsense. Stop. I mean, don't even get me started on that greasy nonsense. <laughs> I mean, I can't. It's – come on. Uh, please. Watch the movie. Please. He's obviously hot. Apparently, I have seen it. Uh, anyway, so they they have a great time together. Does she lose him? Well, you're not going to believe this, but this is one of the things that needs to happen in a rom-com, but there's a culminating scene. Oh, my God. Is it on a boat? No. Oh. It's at a party. Ugh. She's wearing that the you you the yellow oh, dress. Iconic on the DVD cover. Exactly. Um, but that that's one of the classic scenes where the kind of the reveal of like there's something else going on here. Mm-hmm. Basically, they both find out at the same time that the other is they they've kind of at, fallen for each other despite all the shenanigans. You're kidding. Yeah, believe it or not, they fall for each other. But then they both find out about the other's shenanigans, and they get mad at each other, and break up. That's it? No, they get back together at the end. Oh. Ooh, another rom-com that almost made my list because I'm in it. The Breakup. Oh, that's not a very good movie. How dare you? It's just... How dare you? It's just not a great movie. I think it's pretty good. Uh, All right. Fair enough. Any other... Uh... Office Space. No. Not a rom-com. No. Uh, I was just thinking about Jennifer Aniston and what other <laughs> rom-coms she might have been in. Well, I mean, uh, Picture Perfect. She's All That. Did you consider that for your list? No. That's a great movie. It's not. The Wedding Singer. That's a pretty good rom-com. <laughs> not, yeah, not on my list. You I, did, like I, I think Singer? I have told you, The Wedding Singer was the first time I ever uh, watched a DVD. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? It's the first time I ever watched a DVD. Why do you remember that? You don't remember the first DVD watch? No. I just remember being over. It was at our neighbor's house, and they had a DVD player, and they put it in. And I remember like the main menu coming up and being like, "There's <laughs> special features." <laughs> I mean, imagine that though. You've only watched VHS tapes your entire life, and all of a sudden you put this thing in that has music and graphics and like all these options. Absolutely unbelievable. It's pretty great. DVDs. And now what do we have? Pretty great. Our phones. (laughs) Um, All right. So 
here's uh, I, I've done a little. Have there been any? Um, no, here it goes again. Are there gay rom coms? Well, that's a great question. Uh, not really. I mean, Billy Eichner is making one that Judd Apatow is. All right, bros. Uh, directing bros. Producing. I think maybe? I. I think I uh, you, drafted. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm happy to have. Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I spent some time thinking about that. You know, unfortunately, most gay romance movies end in somebody dying of AIDS. So, uh, no, not a lot of calm going on in these uh in these gay romance films. Weird. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Epiphany at Tiffany's. <laughs> I mean, we should be writing these down. Oh, I'll listen back. Um. <laughs> Okay, so here's what I want to talk about. So in my head, I was like, listen, rom-coms used to exist and be a big thing. They aren't anymore. Is that true? Is that just sort of like, is that my own epiphany at Tiffany's? Like, am I making that up? Am I am I kind of living in the past and, and, and whatnot? So I, I started, I went back. I looked, uh, starting in 95... And let's go through eh, 2009. Okay. So this is a 14-year stretch. 15, but that's okay. Huh? 15 years. If we're counting yes. 95 and we're okay. counting 09, it's okay. actually 15. You took calculus. It's actually like, 15 uh, years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's sort of a lead up, 95 to 97, we start building up some steam in our romantic comedy uh, prominence. 95, we have While You Were Sleeping. All right, so we're coming off of uh, when Harry Met Sally's 89, I think. Sure, yeah. Uh, Groundhog Days in the early 90s, even though, uh, bye bye. Yeah. maybe not a rom-com. 95, While You Were Sleeping. 96, we have movies like Tin Cup, The Preacher's Wife, One Fine Day. 97 is when we get to My Best Friend's Wedding. My Best Friend's Wedding uh, was uh, made $126 million wow. at the box office. The number six overall movie of the year. <laughs> That's so wild to think about now. Insane. 1998, a movie we haven't even talked about. There's something about Mary. Ah. That was the... Uh, number four movie at the box office that year. More uh, of a, to me, more of a com com than a rom com, but some romance in there. Agree. More of a maybe a cum com, <laughs> actually. <laughs> uh, ninety nine. We get to the aforementioned Notting Hill. Notting Hill made one hundred and sixteen million dollars. My head, Notting Hill came out so much earlier than that. It was the el- number eleven overall movie at the domestic box office that year also that year you want to talk about a run for miss julia she had a rom-com that year that made more money runaway bride wow made 152 million dollars the number nine movie of that year so in the span great great um uh cover art on that one Yes, and great song. She's got from, the wedding dress. From the chicks. The wedding dress with sneakers on. Yes, the, uh, the runaway bride. That's all you need to know. The return of uh, the return of Richard and Julia, but in a three-year stretch, Richard Gere. Gotcha. Pretty woman. Ah. In a three-year stretch, Julia does my best friend's wedding, Notting Hill, and Runaway Bride. 
What on earth? Mount Rushmore should have one face. <laughs> George Washington's. Uh, I can't read this. In two thousand, oh, in two thousand, we have uh your boy Mel Gibson and What Women Want, which was so huge. Oh my God! Yeah, it made like a hundred and eighty something million dollars. Uh, in oh in two two thousand two, my big fat Greek wedding. Uh, makes $223 million. Two Jesus. years later, in 2004, 51st Dates, the 15th biggest movie of the year, makes $120 million. In 2005... Wait, 51st Dates made how much? 120 Wow. Uh, in 05, this one doesn't quite fit, but might be fun just for the hell of it, uh, Wedding Crashers. Uh, that's actually... Wedding Crashers is a rom-com. Makes $209 million. Fact, should have had that instead of knocked up for that the era. The fifth biggest movie of the year. Also that year, Hitch is the tenth biggest movie of the year. Makes Hitch was huge. So two rom-coms in the top ten back in 05. Uh, in 07, your, uh, the aforementioned Knocked Up makes $148 million, the number 11th ranked movie of the year. 2008, My Guy, Wally. Makes $223 million, the fifth biggest movie of the year. 2009, a movie we haven't even talked about, uh, The Proposal, makes $163 million. Which one is that? Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, right. And I Betty never saw White that one. I don't and think. Betty White, may she rest her soul. That makes uh, $163, the 13th biggest movie of the year in 2009. Some others in that stretch that made over $100 million. Pretty Woman, As Good As It Gets, Sex in the City, Sweet Home Alabama, Sleepless in Seattle, Something's Gotta Give, The Breakup, You've Got Mail, It's Complicated, and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, which in 2003 made over $100 million. So we're I, talking about a I contributed probably seven of those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your group. I mean, wow. our group. There was at least five of us. Pushed it over the edge. Five. Oh. Who's the fifth wheel? Ooh, good question. It's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, essentially, that absolute rant was meant to illustrate that for a stretch, yeah, we were hitting at least one, maybe two of the top huge, ten, basically, huge, yeah. huge romantic comedies every single year. Right. Right. I'm gonna ask you a question. Uh oh. Crazy rich Asians. But you're right. But it's there. There's two questions here. Since 2010, okay. 2010. We're in 2022. Right. So in 12 years, how many romantic comedies have made more than 100 million dollars? So in 12 years, how many have broken 100? Yeah. The 2022 would be the 13th so, so year. Right. Um. I'll say, well, we know Crazy Rich Asians did, and I'll say there were three more. I'll say four total. You're close. The answer is five. Ah, that's what I was going to say. So Crazy Rich Asians uh, in 2018 makes $174 million. Uh, and see, again, this I is... I have no idea what the others are. Th well, this is a good one for is this one, and I, I argue no. But it was on a lot of lists. Okay. In 2012, making $132 million is Silver Linings Playbook. Ooh, yes. I saw this pop up a little bit. 
I say that's Im- there's just not really enough calm. I think happening. it's a drum more than a calm. Yeah, but for Rom all intents and purposes, we drop it. You got the you got the number right. Although we'll have to see if you agree with the rest. Oh of yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in 2010, Valentine's Day made 110 million dollars. Taylor Swift. That's correct. Uh, in 2011, just go with it. Made one hundred and three million dollars. Now, which just, one is that again? Now that with, I believe that is the Jennifer Aniston, uh, Adam Sandler. They're kind of first. Oh, Kate Upton is that that one? Uh, no, Brooklyn Decker. Oh, right, right, right. That's what I meant. So that barely cracks the uh, that barely cracks the list. And then we have uh, Trainwreck. Which, obviously, in the knocked up, wedding crashers sort of is that a rom com genre? I don't know. Is there enough rom in that? I don't know. I don't remember. That made uh one hundred and ten million dollars. Bridesmaids a rom com? I saw that on a list, and it's like, no, I no. To me, no. I, Agreed. No, that's a com. It's a com com. It's a com about friendship to me more than it is about relationships agreed um so with that being said crazy rich asians came out in 2018 we can go back since 2015 that is the only romantic comedy to crack 100 million dollars wow so in seven years there's been one so they've basically disappeared after really after crazy rich asians which really sort of like you were saying kind of was this anomaly and I think it did well for a bunch of reasons. One, it wasn't just a bunch of white people. Two, it was pretty good. Three, it was based on a very popular book. Uh, so, sure. But essentially, the, the hypothesis that I had was correct in, in the sense that, like, they just don't happen anymore. And I guess the answer to why is I think a romantic comedy is very easy to put on a streaming service. Right. Um, and that's just where they live now. And I, I don't the think question... there's any coming back. Although, we're going to get a couple tests this year, right? You talked about the Julia George movie that may or may not come out this year. What is that called? Ticket to Paradise. Ticket to Paradise. And then... Better come out this year. I drafted it. I know. But sooner than that... Is that a rom-com? Have... I think so. Gotcha. I think it is. That's yeah. why I, I wasn't sure if it was... Um, or a straight drama. Or no. But then, sooner than that, we have uh, The Lost City with Sandra mm. Bullock and Shannon Tatum. Again, is stereotypical rom-com? No. Doesn't appear to be one, necessarily. But, it's, like, kind of. Kind of. And Basically romancing the stone. And it's Sandra Bullock. And and we have Channing Tatum, who we sort of joke about Dog, but Dog's box office performance this past weekend makes you wonder whether or not people actually really love Channing Tatum. Uh, so, The Lost City, I'm really rooting for, I guess. I mean, not only because it drafted, of course, but um, that's really one of the only, maybe the only, major kind of romantic comedy on the slate. Uh, huh. We have Bros. 
I guess. And I, I'm rooting for bros, obviously. And I, I could see bros actually making some money because of the fact that it checks a few of those crazy Rajasian boxes. Um, right. I guess it's, it is two white leads, but they're gay. Uh, who so leads? Billy and who? Luke McFarland. Hmm. But it's, it's it's a huge cast. Um, so we'll see. I just, I don't know. It, it, it does feel like the romantic comedy as we knew it, you know, going to see Kate and Matt with four of my friends playing the fifth wheel at, you know, the Marshfield 10. Uh, Those days are done. Regal cinemas in Hanover, probably. Hanover. Or maybe Kingston. Hanover. Might have been in Kingston. Hanover such was a, a regal? I think it was a regal. The Hanover Mall. Hanover. Hanover. <laughs> um, the question I guess I have. And Any more notes here? No. So we know that not many movies, you know, broke this $100 million mark. Sure. The question that I – and. Like, were there – is just the number of them being made falling off a cliff? Or is it the number of romantic comedies that are hugely successful falling off a cliff? But they're – like, did, did a lot of these movies get made and fail? Or is it just they're not making that many of them? You know what I mean? Because there was that one sure. – I, I can remember well, specifically here. a couple of years ago um, – What's the one with Charlize and Seth Rogen? Where um, she's like the president The or Long Shot. Right. People that really, really well-liked movie. Yes. But well, didn't it, make much money. Well, it's funny you say that because I do remember when that didn't do well, the reaction that people had. I Like people were yeah. like, uh-oh. Yeah, Is exactly. This type of movie dead. Right. And it appears the answer was yes. Um, <laughs> well, hold on. I... Did you just have like a list of all the recent? No, but I was on this list earlier that I can sort by uh, release date. So hold on. So, and it's interesting what they list as romantic comedies. Right. According to this list I'm looking at, mm-hmm. uh, the last romantic comedy to be released in a theater was in July 2020. <laughs> oh, no. But that... In the middle of the pandemic? Could that be right? I don't think anything was released in July 2020. Well, it barely was because it was Palm Springs. Oh, well, okay. Which was I, That didn't get Hulu. much of a theater release. Uh, yeah. So really the last... Oh, movie, another... Well, you mo- know, it's on... It's the, kind of amazing how many rom-coms are thought of so highly. The last movie... Palm Springs. People love Palm Springs. I loved Palm Springs. Thought about having on my long list. Uh... The last movie to crack third, the last romantic comedy. I'm using this box office mojo. Sorry, the numbers. Uh, but wow. they had these. They Shots had fired. genre. They listed this by genre. Uh, the last romantic comedy that was released in theaters to crack thirty million dollars. Long shot. Would it make like thirty five? Thirty point three. Oh wow! In May 2019. But okay. this is all. This is already flawed because "Marry Me" isn't on here. And Marry Me has made at least, like, 15. Right. So. 
Interesting. This might not be the best list to look at, Maybe but I think it gives up. you an idea. Like, wait, wait, read off some of the other recents in, over the past like five years. Uh, February 2019, well. isn't it romantic? Made 48 million dollars. Huh? Uh, I believe that's Rebel Wilson. Oh, I don't remember that one at all. Yeah, God's is you know well these are pre-pandemic lives. February 2019, what men want? Made $54 million. I remember that. Uh, sort of. December 2018, second act, starring J-Lo. Made 39. Uh, and then you have to... The next one that is even, like, worth mentioning, August 2018, is Crazy Rich Asians, which made $174 million. So... You would um, think, following the success of Crazy, Crazy Rich Asians... There would be a little bit of like, oh, maybe these still can work if we put the right formula together. Sure. But it doesn't seem like they've attempted that too many times. No. Unfortunately. It's sad. I mean, I, I how do people learn about love if not from the movies? Probably on their phones. Oh, God, these on TikTok. On the, where are they learning about love from? Venmo. <laughs> you ever scroll Venmo? No. Ugh, I makes, mean. Makes me feel so weird. It's terrible. Yeah. I did like when I first got them. I was like, oh, you can see what people are paying each other for. It's yeah. Like, why, do, why do I care yeah, about this? Let's look it up. Well, I don't, but I still do. Let's see what the top Venmo thing is. Come on, come on, come on. You're looking up the top yeah, Venmo I see. thing? See who it is. I'm sure they listen to the podcast. I'll love it. Oh, the aforementioned Adrian, who actually like, does listen to the podcast sometimes, <laughs> paid someone for... Pizza emoji, salad emoji. <laughs> Four hours ago. That's fun. I like knowing that. That's terrible. Oh, whatever. Um, Listen, my friend. Romance is dead. Comedy is dead. But we're doing our best to keep them alive. We are? Now you're scrolling Venmo. <laughs> God. Pizza parking and gas. Okay. Toothbrush head. I... I Truly, I need to leave this episode with one one final thought. If you send somebody a Venmo payment, and in the note, you say what it was for, <laughs> what are you doing? You have missed one of life's great opportunities to make a joke. <laughs> you know, uh, one mean, of our last opportunities, because it's not happening at the movies anymore. Sorry to tell you. Should I read off all all the captions of, of our Venmo payments <laughs> to each other? Actually, over yes. Over the years? Actually, yes. I would actually love that. Let me find one. Uh, the most. We used to Venmo each other a lot more. Yeah, let's see. We spent out to eat more. The last one you just wrote, Ralph. I don't know what that was all about. Ooh, I do. <laughs> you remember Ralph? <laughs> no. Yeah. Vaguely. Uh, Might have gone on a date with with a Ralph. And, oh. yeah. <laughs> Let's see. We had some good ones. Hold on. No, you got to read off every one. You can't just do the. Now that that's, that now that's what I call Venmo. Babies. Graham Gayes. Okay. Love that uh, mid-sized sedan. Absolutely no idea what that's about. Me neither. I'm sure it was hilarious. Oh God, I'm sure we were rolling. Do gay people like boats? 
Sing, <laughs> sing two cruise control. Oh God. We should use one of our Venmo payment uh, notes as like an episode title every time. Do gay people like boats? The Education rom-com. reform. Okay, very serious. Yeah, I don't know what that one was all about. Hmm. She's literally going as a chalk bag. <laughs> I remember this one. Wait, what is that? This was, Are you allowed to say it? <laughs> yeah, this was our waitress at a restaurant was going as a chalk bag for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the mask mandate is up. <laughs> Ooh, good news for people going to see them, going to the movies. Theater's back. Boy, um, and so is COVID. Yeah, well, but as long as you guys go see Uncharted Weekend Two, baby, save up your money to see the Batman multiple times. Yeah, if you want to come see Kyle and I live and in person, uh, we'll be at the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> at the Grove. You support Rick Caruso? Oh, always. Yeah, love Rick. How's his son doing? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> or I don't know. I haven't, haven't spoken to him in a bit. Oh, man. All right. Well, listen, Kyle, you know, the rom-com might be dead, but my love for this podcast will never die. Wow. You know it when you see it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go watch broadcast news. Ooh. I'm going to go watch uh, My Best Friend's Wedding. Great idea. Good night. I love you. I'm just a boy. You. Standing in front of a boy. (laughs) Asking him. Can we end this episode? (laughs) You had me at a 